0: What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question What's the spread? All right, welcome in. What's the spread? It is the first weekend of college football, which means it is time to get our picks, our conference winners, our college football playoff predictions on the air. Oh my god! So that we can go back and make fun of each other later. Mr. <laughs> Brad Thomas, how are we doing?
1: I'm doing good. Just flew back in and instantly opened up the laptop to start talking college football with you, my friend. I'm super stoked.
0: Well, let's get right into it, man. We are going to do the conference winners. Uh, haven't really given a lot of love to the G5, but we're going to do <laughs> a little bit of that today. All right, we're going to start it right off with the American Athletic Conference. Who you got in the title game? Who you got winning? Uh, in the title
1: game for the American Conference, I have I have to do it. Cincinnati versus UCF. Honestly, at the first quarter of that UCF game, you would have told me if I have UCF, I would have crossed them off. But it just shows you the resilience of Dylan Gabriel, the leadership of Gus Malzon. I think in the Hypo the era, if that happens to Gus, uh, to Heupel, they're losing that game like 45 to 15. 45 to 14, excuse me. Uh, but I do have Cincinnati winning it all. I think that Cincinnati is going to have one slip-up spot this season, but the rest of the games they should pretty much coast to the to the championship.
0: Yeah, I'm going to ride that one with you. Uh, I think that UCF and Cincinnati, uh, especially this year, far and above the best two teams in the conference. Yeah. I do think that Luke Fickle is just a little bit farther along right now in that program, and I think that that Cincinnati team is going to be possibly even better than last year. I oh think yeah, definitely win the conference. It's interesting that the American because they lost Connecticut, they don't have the divisions anymore. So you really just got the top two teams going at it, whereas UCF and Cincinnati were in the same division uh, yeah. for years. But now they are clearly the two best programs. We've got the Big 12 going after them for expansion and for good reason. Uh, so I, I think that that's who we got, you know, at the end of the year. It was really disappointing that UCF did not make the championship game last year where Tulsa had a really good season. Yeah. But I but think Tulsa had already had their slip-ups. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Cincinnati, champions, uh, listing Luke Fickle's program right now. All right, moving on here. Let's go to the Mountain West Conference. I will go ahead and start. I think that Boise State does not have any competition in the Mountain Division, in in my opinion. So I've got Boise State representing the Mountain. I think that the West Division, much more competitive. It's going to come down to San Jose State at Nevada. I've got Nevada representing that division in the Mountain West Championship game. We got a really good quarterback there in Carson Strong who had a sneaky good year last year. Nevada with a 6-2 and two conference record. Carson Strong with 27 touchdowns, only four picks, a 70.1% completion percentage. And my surprise, conference winner is Nevada over Boise State. Boise State was really impressive in that game last night against UCF. I think that Nevada with their really excited fan base, uh, really dedicated uh, – Crowd there, uh, you know, hosting San Jose State in that game. I've got Nevada, surprise pick over Boise State,
1: Miles. I'm I'm liking that a lot. Uh, so actually, I'm gonna go a different way. I have Boise State versus Fresno State for me. It's all about returning players, and Fresno State is full to the brim of great returning players. Listen, we know that Boise State lost that game last night, and rightfully so. I mean, they travel all the way down to Florida, have a two hour, two and a half hour rain delay. And then they play against probably one of the best offenses they're going to play all year. I actually have Boise State winning the conference. I do like Fresno State this year. I think they're going to put up a lot of points, but despite that blowout win they had early in the season, it's going to be tough for them to hold teams down in this conference, uh, but I think they get it done.
0: I like it. All right, let's move on to the MAC, which is quite possibly the most wide-open conference uh, every year in college football, but who do you like? (laughs)
1: Listen, I have Buffalo versus Ball State, and I am going Buffalo. Yeah, they lost Jared Patterson. I don't care. Did anybody watch Kyle Van Trees yesterday? That man is a stud, and he was a stud last year. I really like it. They are runners-up last year. I was kind of worried at first, like, you know, first slip-up game to see how they kind of came out of the gates with the new head coach, but they came out very strong. Ball State, Ball State plays very good defense, so I like them coming out of their out of their division, um, but I'm taking Buffalo, and I I think it's going to be a, a large victory.
0: So the last time that the MAC had back-to-back conference champions was 2011-2012, and Northern yeah. Illinois got it done. I'm going with Ball State out of the West. I'm also going them to win the conference and become <laughs> the first back-to-back. And, and listen, you were you you were talking about returning players uh, for Fresno. Ball State is returning 17 total starters from Crazy. that championship-winning team. They showed a lot of resilience uh, in that COVID season. Won the championship. I think that they're one of the best teams in the conference definitely in the west now over in the east i like what sean lewis is doing over at kent state i think that that's a program on the rise there's not a lot of stability in coaching right now over no. in the east because buffalo their head coach and uh we had one more ohio frank Solis retired so the best teams in that uh division i'm gonna go with a little bit of stability at head coach i like kent state Uh, But I like Ball State, too. Can you you
1: imagine Kent State in the championship? I feel like that would be like a win for the program, win or lose.
0: No doubt. I think they haven't been there since 2013, something like that. But Again, MAC wide open, so uh, pretty unpredictable conference there. But all right, let's move on to the Sun Belt, where the Sun Belt, as we have been talking about, making a lot of noise, man. We got some good programs over here.
1: This is probably one of my favorite conferences because the top two dogs are – just loaded with talent, loaded with offensive electricity. Um, I have Coastal Carolina versus Louisiana. It's a battle of two very, very talented quarterbacks in Grayson McCall and uh, Levi Lewis. I'm actually going to take Coastal Carolina to win it again. It's another team who's just returning a ton of starters, and it's kind of hard to ignore. I think that... If they're the better team, but I also think they have better quarterback play. As electric and as fantastic as Lewis is, I just think that McCall, with the style of offense they run and the style of offense he plays, he limits kind of like those turnovers, which at the end of the day is going to win you championships.
0: Yeah, you know, we were robbed of this game last year. Yes. Uh, coastal and Louisiana were set to play in the Sun Belt Championship game. It was canceled due to COVID. Um, I think we get – That game this year, I think it's going to be Coastal-Louisiana. I'm going to go with Louisiana. I'm very excited to see what they do against Texas on Saturday. Louisiana finding themselves in the AP Top 25, uh, getting paid a million dollars to go play Texas on Saturday, uh, and they're actually a Top 25 opponent. You you can't deny what has been done with that program. Coastal is definitely the new kid on the block and a program on the rise, so I'm going to be keeping my eye on them as well. Don't forget about Appalachian State, but I've got Coastal-Louisiana, and I've got the Raging Cajuns taking it. All right, let's wrap up the G5 with the Conference USA. Who do you like?
1: Man, this is going to be a fun, fun, fun battle of defense versus offense. I have FAU versus UAB. UAB proved that their defense is still going to be elite. But I think that Taggart, you know, he got pieces that he needed with some really big transfers, got his quarterback in Perry. I'm going to have to go FAU. So the problem, the the classic knock on FAU is what? They they don't don't play defense. And I think that stigma kind of came from when Lane did his time down there. And uh, But, I mean, like, once again, we're going back to the same thing of returning players. Their defense returned, I think, like seven starters on that defense. Uh, I think they get it done because, let's be honest, that game that UAB played, all they were were defense. That offense took a long time to kind of tune up, and they're playing against Jacksonville State. So I'm going to go FAU over UAB.
0: Use a good pick. I like it. I'm gonna be a little chalky here. I've got Marshall and UAB meeting again. Totally uh, fair. And I've got Marshall winning that game again. Uh, I, I think if we're talking about programs, it's hard in G5 to stand above the rest, but Marshall's doing a really good job right now, and they've got yeah. a really good culture going on. I you could say the same for FAU. Lane Kiffin started something over there. Now they've got Taggart uh, you know, trying to make his way back into head coaching. So I think you can't go wrong with either of those picks. All right. So we did our power five previews. Yes. But we're going to go ahead and make sure that uh, our picks haven't changed because uh, <laughs> I uh, time has made me a little bit wiser uh, and I'm thinking a little bit differently in a couple spots. Okay. But let's the ACC. Who you got in Charlotte? Championship. Oh, ACC I
1: have Clemson versus North Carolina. Listen, we'll see what we're going to get out of North Carolina at some point on Friday. I still think that they have a team that's far and away better than everyone else outside of Clemson. But I think that we can agree. Dabo's built something special there, and DJ is a, a phenomenal quarterback. His wide receiver core is not as strong as he'd probably like to be for a first year starter, but a lot like Mac Jones, he got the experience when um, Trevor Lawrence was out with COVID. So I have um, Clemson over UNC, and I think it's going to be one of those, the most electric games, like 48 to 45 finish.
0: Yeah, you know, we've been waiting for North Carolina to show us where they're at. Can you live up to the hype? Can you be there? I think this is the year. I really do. I think Sam Howell is that good. I think we're going to see how good they are tonight uh, when they go on the road to play Virginia Tech. I've got North Carolina and Clemson in the championship game. I'm not ready to pick against Clemson yet, and I just don't think it's smart to pick against Clemson in this conference until they prove to pick against them or until they give you a reason. But as you said – I think we finally get a competitive ACC championship game. When was the last time we had a competitive game in Charlotte for the damn ACC championship game? I think this is the year that we get it. I
1: totally agree. And, and like you, you said, when's the last time we had a competitive game? When's the last time we had a competitive conference? And this is the year. Right. Like if I were, were to be serious, like I could probably make an argument for Miami to be in the championship game. You know, a couple others, but – I'm excited to have two of the most hyped programs in college football have a chance to battle it out in what has been a non-competitive conference.
0: All right, let's go to the Pac-12. I will go ahead and get it started. Uh, Same picks here for me when we did our Pac-12 preview. I've got Oregon coming out of the north. I've got USC coming out of the south. But trust me, this was a close one for me between Oregon and Washington in the north in between, really, USC, Arizona State, and Utah. I think any yep. of those three could represent the South. But having said that, I was also back and forth on who was going to win Oregon-USC. And I'm still going back and forth on it. But I'm going to go with my initial measure of where Oregon is in their recruiting. And I'm not yep. going to beat against Oregon to win the conference, even though USC is coming in with the best quarterback in the conference. So my heart wants to go with you know Slavis and USC. And wants to believe that that offensive attack is going to be enough to take the conference. But when we're talking about talent up front, Oregon showed what that can do in that championship game last year. And I think we get a rematch. And I think we're going to see the same thing. Kayvon Thibodeau is going to prove himself to be maybe the best player in college football this year. And maybe the most impactful uh, on that defensive line. So, I've got Oregon.
1: Listen, Miles, I – Was trying to avoid the glitter and glam of UCLA against Hawaii. Honestly, Hawaii lost that game and they blew themselves out. I I wasn't very impressed, not like what everyone else with UCLA. So I did not put them in that championship game. But I have Oregon versus Arizona State. I'm going to stick to my guns with Arizona State as one of my sleeper picks. But like you said about Kayvon Thibodeau, he is playing for that number one overall draft pick. And you think about every single defensive lineman who's that number one overall pick. What did they do in the year before the draft? They excelled. Sacks of like 18-plus sacks per game. I think that this Oregon front seven is strong. I think that Kayvon Thibodeau is going to lead the way and cause a lot of problems. The only reason I did not put USC in the championship game is because I believe Arizona State has a better offensive line. And I think that when you have a tough offensive line like USC, regardless of – how many schemes you run or or how fast you're getting the ball out of your elite quarterback's hands, you're going to struggle. And you're going to struggle in a lot more games than you believe. So I'm going Oregon to win it all over Arizona state.
0: Yeah. I, you know, the, the, the South is just so wide open and yep. you know, forgot to mention UCLA who we don't really know where they're at yet. You know, we, we had the game. It was impressive, but it was a Hawaii team that's, that's very down, but still, I mean, you got four legitimate contenders in that division, Uh, but Oregon, man, like they, they are just a step above the rest. All right. Big 12.
1: God. While it still exists. Where's the parody in this now? Like, I I honestly, like if you don't have Oklahoma versus Iowa state, who do you have? Like Texas on upset alert week one, you know, I can find a knock on every single program. That is enough to keep them out of the game, except for these two. Like, I think the two contenders and the two teams that are, have a chance to beat each other are gonna be the two in the championship game. Let's be honest, Lincoln Riley is finally creating and cultivating a good defensive atmosphere and culture and up there in Northern. Excuse me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Oklahoma over Iowa State until Brock Purdy, and we said this in our and we said this in our uh first Big 12 video, until Iowa State can prove that they can stretch the field, right? I don't care how many returning seniors they have, there's no way that they're going to beat Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, show me that downfield passing attack and and, and show me the big play ability because you cannot go up against Spencer Rattler and and not make big plays because my man is going to make big plays. I've also got Oklahoma and Iowa State. I think that they've separated themselves enough uh, from the TCUs and the Oklahoma States as they are right now. But Oklahoma does not lose the Big 12 championship game. And this may be Lincoln Riley's best team in Norman. And I think that they're going to prove it. So yeah. Oklahoma. All right.
1: Awesome.
0: Big 10. I'll go ahead and start here. <laughs> <laughs> but thinking a lot about the Big 10 West. We saw Ohio State last night. Minnesota could be a player in the Big 10 West. I say that because I hope that they are. Uh, because it would go a long way in showing why that game was so close. And why I had three years taken off of my life in a 45-31 victory. I've got Ohio State out of the East. I still don't think that there's anybody in this conference who can measure up to our talent. But I'd be lying if I said that the performance last night didn't have me questioning things just a little bit. But, hey, it's week one. Let's see how Penn State looks uh, tomorrow. Over in the West, I'm going to Iowa. And I've gone back and forth on this. I've wanted to pick Iowa in the past, and I haven't done it. But Kirk Ferentz does this thing where every three or four years his, rec- his three-star recruits develop into a place where he's got a really good squad. Wisconsin is the favorite in this division. And I'm not going to go against anybody who wants to pick Wisconsin to win the West, but uh, we didn't see Wisconsin play football last year. I, we know what Wisconsin is going to be just like we know what Iowa is going to be. They play their own brand of football. We're going to learn a lot on Saturday, tomorrow, and we're talking about these games. we got Wisconsin going up against Penn State, and we've got Iowa going up against Indiana. We're going to learn a lot about this West division right off the bat. But I think that this Iowa defense and a star running back in Tyler Goodson, Spencer Peaches doesn't really have to do much, and Iowa quarterback never does. I think that this is the year that they win the West for the first time since 2015, and Ohio State wins the Big Ten. I can't hear you, bro. I'm
1: trying really hard not to be chalky. I'm trying my my absolute hardest there. I, I, God, man, like I'm really a firm believer in Iowa, right? But you have to look at the schedule for Northwestern. Northwestern gets Iowa at home. They have a tough road uh, to play Wisconsin, but they don't have to play Ohio State. I'm going Northwestern versus obviously Ohio State. Listen, Ohio State Buckeye fans, let me give you guys a dose of reality. Regardless of how last night looked, everything will be okay because we've been talking about this all offseason. CJ is in the best possible situation, and you know what? And I was very, very, very anxious to see uh, Travion Henderson. You guys did not use him as much as you possibly could. Why? Because you're saving him for Oregon. That game right there, that was a tune-up game. Travion Henderson is going to be one of the best running backs in the country. You could see it when he ran the ball. You can see it when he caught passes. You have a running back who has hands, he's elusive, and he's strong going through the hole. How much easier can life be for CJ? So I have Ohio State winning the conference. One thing I did say in one of my TikTok videos was the Ohio State front seven was super dominant and they would control the run there. I was a little... I question the scheme a little bit because when you have a zone read team and you're selling out on the, uh, on the halfback dive there, I don't know if your corners are good enough to kind of pick up those outside runs. And it did cost you at one point, but I mean, Minnesota is going to be the only team that you play with that, that, that style of offense. And I think that it'll be okay. Your young corners are going to have to get very mature quick because just like any young team, I, you know, I'm a Bama guy. We have, we've had our growing pains when two years ago, when we were super young, when you make mistakes and they're costing your team yards because of penalties, just be in the right position. But I think, you know, tune up game, like I said, get those out before Oregon, but I still have Ohio state winning the conference.
0: If I can expand on that too, because I think you brought up a lot of good points. Uh, you know, they're still figuring things out on defense and what a lot of people need to remember when you're thinking about Ohio state this year is, We played last night without our two starting cornerbacks, and we are not deep at cornerback and literally had our best two cornerbacks out. So as you said, we had a lot of players who had to grow up real quick last night uh, and were struggling. And we have the talent on the defensive line, but the linebackers, we're still trying to figure that out. We had Steel Chambers playing linebacker last night at one point who was a four-star running back recruit. There's – we we talk about depth and we talk about talent, but unfortunately, like the talent may be there, but we have a lot to figure out on the defensive side. But the good news is there's nothing to figure out on the offensive side of the ball. No. We know, and everyone saw it last night. My man Henderson needs to be the starting running back. 100%. I don't know how long it's going to take for Ryan Day to make that decision because he's a true freshman, and he's got upperclassmen to Mayan Williams and Master Teague. But it's time. You got to get the best players on the field to give you a shot to win a championship, and we got a big one against Oregon next weekend.
1: Yes, totally.
0: Right. The SEC. I'll go ahead and start here. Go ahead. It's Georgia and Alabama. I mean, it's it's two of the – we, we just talked about this in our SEC preview. These are two of the best teams in the country. Georgia and Alabama are playing in the SEC championship game, and I still don't think that Nick Saban is going to lose to a former assistant. Alabama finds a way to get it done. I'm not going to go too far in depth just because we talked so much about it in the SEC uh, preview and I'm going to talk a little bit more about it when we get to our playoff picks. But as of right now, I'm not picking against the tide, especially when it comes to the SEC.
1: God, Homer, Brad, here we go, picking Alabama. I am actually going to pick Alabama over Georgia. This, this defense, and I'm going to say this once, and I'm probably going to say it every time we cover Alabama, this defense is going to be one of the best defenses we had since 2009. I'm going to tell you guys a little something. So, uh, you know, a really important stat to track in college football is how fast a football player goes from zero to, I think it's like 10 yards, like, like how fast they can get to that, right? Will Anderson is a household name that you're going to have, guys are going to have to remember. He was a freshman two years ago and struggled. They just clocked him going from zero to 10 yards faster than Jalen Waddle. Oh, so you're telling me you have a guy on the edge who is elite, great coverage, Great, great passing attack. And he's getting to the quarterback quickly. I think that's very exciting. Um, like, I'm, I'm not going to beat a dead horse here. I'm very excited about getting Jamison Williams. Miles knows. We, we know how good he is. And I think that Bryce Young is has the opportunity to be a Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, when you surround yourself with talent – It makes life easy. Once again, we're going to have another good offensive line. So I'm going to go with Alabama over Georgia. Georgia's receiver core is not as good as as Alabama's. I think their defenses are going to be comparable. And it's going to come down to quarterback play and who has the better weapons. And I just think Alabama has the upper hand. And
0: like Miles said, who's beating Saban? All right. And having that said, let's get into our playoff picks. All right. Who is going to be in the college football playoff at the end of the year when all is said and done, here's who I got. Alabama, my number one. I've got Oklahoma at two, and I've got Georgia at three because when Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, I think Georgia is going to drop from one to three, and I'll get into that a little bit here in a second. I've got Ohio State at four. That means Clemson is out. Listen, when it comes to the playoff predictions, a lot of this is going to depend on who you think is going to win uh, the Georgia-Clemson game tomorrow yeah Not in a long time have we had such an impactful week one game that is going to determine the entire college football season and the trajectory that it goes in. I like Georgia to win that game. I think that they're going to be number one until they play Alabama and drop to three. So before I get into the Bulls, let me hear your one through four.
1: I'm so glad that you said that because that's exactly how I was thinking. But I think that Clemson beats Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you that I'm pretty sure we're covering that in the next episode, but my number one, I have Alabama. My number two, I have Clemson. My number three, I have the Ohio state and my number four, I have Oklahoma reason I have uh Clemson at number two is because I think that this is probably one of the easiest seasons that they'll have in terms of pressure level. They don't have to be amazing. And one of the best coaches of hyping their players up is Dabo. I think that he's going to let these guys be relaxed, loose and fly free.
0: And it's a good point that you bring out. I mean, they're uh, out of the, you know, if, if we want to call it the five, right? Yeah. You know, uh, Clemson has by far the weakest schedule. I mean, you yeah. I mean, you got Georgia, and then you got absolutely nothing. Um, if they can find a way to you know to, to beat Georgia, they're they're cruising uh, yeah. until North Carolina and the championship game. So, hmm, it's it's hard for me to keep them out, but hey, it's got to happen at some point. Absolutely. Uh, and and we've got five teams for four spots, so no matter who you're picking, you know you're you're you're, you're leaving a really talented else. team out. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the bowl matchups. Here's what I got in the Orange Bowl. I've got a rematch one versus four, Ohio State Alabama. I got Ohio State. Come on, I'm like I'm going to beat against them. I got I, I actually have two rematches uh, of you know uh, historic games because uh, on the other side in the Cotton Bowl, I've got Oklahoma versus Georgia who was, in my opinion, in 2018, the greatest yep. playoff game of all time. Uh, and this time, again, I think it goes the other way. I think Oklahoma wins. So I've got Ohio State and Oklahoma in the national championship, and I'm going with Ohio State. Listen, I'm just having fun here, all right? And I'm not saying that I'm, that I'm not being objective. Yeah. But what I am saying is, as I said, I think any of these five programs can win the national championship this yep. year. I don't think that any one of these five ha- has separated themselves In the offseason. Maybe as we go along, you know, somebody is going to take that mantle. But Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson, these are the five. And these are the five best programs. I think any one of them can win the national championship. And I think that Ryan Day, it's only a matter of time before he puts it all together. Yeah. So along with Ohio State.
1: Miles, I like that. I am going to have to say this. And Every Alabama fan and Alabama faithful, please, please, please mute the podcast because I have to look at this as an unbiased as an unbiased uh, analyst. I have Oklahoma over Alabama. If we think back to Alabama versus Kyler Murray, <laughs> Alabama versus Kyler Murray, that's so funny. That Orange Bowl, Alabama did not deserve to win that game. Late in the game, Oklahoma deserved that comeback. I think that the stage is going to be a little big. For for our for our team. And I think I called this and I predicted this multiple times. I think this is one of those situations where you have an Alabama team with so much hype, but so much to replace. At some point, that stage is going to be too big. And I think it's going to be the Orange Bowl. So I have Oklahoma versus over Alabama. And then I have
0: another comes in Ohio State matchup.
1: Uh, Clemson versus Ohio State, and I have Ohio State beating Clemson.
0: Ooh. I just think that – uh, Not to cut you off, but we end up, up with the same national championship game here.
1: You have Oklahoma versus Ohio State?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Nice. Maybe. That's crazy. <laughs> it's funny. Take different paths to get there, but we're still there at the same we're time. I uh, I have Ohio State beating Clemson. Honestly, if we're going to get in a shootout, I'm going to take Ohio State. Just – you guys are deep offensively, and I, I do think you guys will have the better offensive line come towards the end of the season. You saw how they protected CJ, and yeah. we, we've talked about you guys have been building this offensive line for some time now. Um, I actually do have Oklahoma over Ohio State, though. I think it's Spencer Rattler's year. Oklahoma was turning on at the right time of the season where they're getting the pieces together, and that is my national champion, Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley finally gets it done.
0: Love it. I mean – you got to think he's going to get one just like Ryan Day is going to get one and just like yeah. Martin, Martin is going to get one. I mean, it's only a matter of time before, you know, these elite programs get it done. Yep. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and finish up the New Year's Six, man, real quick. Um, Fiesta Bowl. So, for me, uh, putting these games together, uh, I had some trouble because there would be potential rematches here like uh, Cincinnati-Notre Dame. Uh, and North Carolina plays Notre Dame. So for the Fiesta Bowl, I mean, I've got Clemson out of the playoffs, so I've got Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl, which sounds weird to say, but that's where they would end up. Uh, i got Clemson, Notre Dame. I'll just roll through mine here. Uh, Rose Bowl, I've got Oregon versus Penn State out of the Big Ten. Sugar Bowl, I've got Iowa State against Texas A&M. And Peach Bowl, I've got Cincinnati against North Carolina. So I've got Clemson over Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. I've got Oregon over Penn State in the Rose Bowl. I've got AM over Iowa State in the Sugar Bowl, and I've got the Cincinnati Bearcats over North Carolina in the Peach Bowl.
1: It's kind of funny that you said this because ours are vastly different in teams that in the total outcome of the. I mean, the, in total teams that are in the game, but the outcome is very similar. So in the Fiesta Bowl, I have Texas A&M versus Cincinnati. I have Northwestern versus Oregon in the Rose Bowl. I, I, Miles, this Northwestern love that I have this season can blow up in my face because
0: Yo, I I'm all for <laughs> it. man. I've been touting them so hard Showing major respect
1: to uh... but I, I, I'm going to say this, and this is not for me to be an, an egotistical guy. But when I'm high on a team like like that, I'm I'm I feel like I'm pretty accurate. It takes me back to Kentucky in what, 2017 um, and the Sugar Bowl. I have Georgia versus Iowa State. The Peach Bowl, I have North Carolina versus Iowa. And I'll run through my winners real quick. I have in the Fiesta Bowl, I have Cincinnati getting it done over Texas AM. and m The winner of the Rose Bowl, obviously Oregon. And the winner of the Sugar Bowl, Georgia over Iowa State. I think Brock Purdy sits out. I think that um, Brees Hall sits out. So it's a much easier victory for them. And then I have Iowa over North Carolina. Defense is going to win.
0: All right, man. Well, we got another episode to get to, so let's yes. wrap this thing up.
1: Awesome, guys. Thank you so much to listen to What's the Spread podcast. Be sure to rate, like, and subscribe, and uh, drop your comments and your plays. Have a good one.